And welcome back to the Give and Go. I'm your co-host Reynoso here with my boy Soltero, the goat baby, the goat, <laughs> the goat, the goat has arrived yet again, man. What a performance that we just saw from the greatest of all time, Lionel Messi, the Messi masterclass once again, bro. How many times are we gonna say this this tournament, man? Messi stepping up carrying his team on his back and just making incredible plays after plays after plays compiling up an incredible highlight reel and i just want to get to this right away right oh, away yeah, the first go. thing right my it. first thought after watching this game was my dad got to see Pelé in 1970. Pelé 1970 i was seen as one of Pelé's greatest world cups when he lifted it up in mexico Man. and that was seen as an iconic performance and then you progress a few more years and people talked about Maradona in 1986. One of, if not to this point, the greatest World Cup performance we've ever seen in terms of his impact on the field. And similar to what we're seeing from Messi, just an incredible performance overall, Maradona 86. And yeah. I always wondered, will I ever get to see something of that, of that nature that can be romanticized, that can be talked about for decades to come? A performance... For the ages, you could say, where I show my kids of the future. I show them this is what a certain player did during this special World Cup run, and he was pure magic. The greatest player on earth at that moment in time. And I'm happy to say, bro, that I feel that Messi 2022 is that specific performance over what he did in 2014, which was already really impressive. 2022, dude, is the greatest World Cup run I've ever seen by a player, bro. The, yeah. th that I've seen, man. Yeah. From 1995 on, from when I was born, yeah. this is the greatest performance I've seen in the World Cup because every single game, even in which, even the ones he lost in, which was yes. against Saudi Arabia, he had an impact. Yes. He scored a goal. He had an assist. He was part of that offensive lineup for, for Argentina, creating these impactful plays and honestly creating for the team in general. Yeah. And what we're seeing in these do-or-die moments stringing from that Mexico-Argentina match has been absolutely supernatural yeah. transcendental yeah. something out of this world truly because he is carrying this argentina team on his back and doing it in incredible ways man highlight reel after highlight reel i mean we can we can pick out so many moments now when we look at what he's done this tournament with the the goal amazing goal he got against mexico from outside of the box you could talk about his performance against poland which i thought was really good yeah knockout stages come that first initial goal to break the deadlock against australia i thought was really important you move over to netherlands the one of the greatest passes we've seen in this tournament feeding it into uh mm. molina to get that goal and then now this semifinal performance where I would argue he was involved in every single goal. Mm -hmm. I know he didn't get an assist officially for that second goal that Julian Alvarez got, but his touch and the buildup to that goal I thought was assist-worthy because if he doesn't get his, his that little foot, touch, that little touch if, he doesn't get it, if he doesn't get that in, yeah. that goal doesn't happen. And so he is becoming just the greatest... This is the greatest performance I've seen in a World Cup so yeah. far. And he's now going to find himself in the FIFA World Cup final, dude. Yeah. He's here. Amazing. It's happened. The greatest story in football, the story of Lionel Messi, has, a, has an opportunity to be concluded with the World Cup victory. Yeah. So well said, man. And it's funny because, like you, talking about great players or greatest of all time, the narrative over the last 12 years has been Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. And the first thing that I think about is Messi versus Cristiano after this game because uh. Messi's making another World Cup Finals appearance. And I hate to do this. I really do. But at this point, I almost have to entertain it because there has been a long debate. Who is better? 
This World Cup, man, is just low-key swaying me to just 100% on Messi's side. Right. It really is. When it comes to that final debate of who is the actual GOAT of the modern era in football, I think this performance alone and all of the performances in every single game at this World Cup, it has to be Lionel Messi. And it's crazy. And I, I know you could say, well, Ronaldo's you know, a couple years older, which he is, and that does suck. But Ronaldo had 2014 and 2018 too in his prime, and he couldn't do anything in those. And when you think about Messi, this is his, his second World Cup final. That's insane. That, that means he's been able to do this once before. And what's crazy about this one, man, is this is eight years on. Eight years on since he last took Argentina to a World Cup final. And, dude, he's looking better than ever. And the first thing I really do think about when I think about, you know, why is Messi maybe a little bit better than Cristiano Ronaldo? Ronaldo's amazing. And in his, in his prime, one of the best, if not the best, lethal finishers in all of world football. But Messi... I think the way that Messi plays and the way that he's able to craft goals, create goal-scoring chances, and finish them off himself, the way that he's able to dribble and find that impossible pass, Messi's play is timeless. You, as you said, 20 years from now, you could show your kids Messi's highlights, and I think it would immediately translate to the game yeah, that's going to be in 20 yeah. years. And they'd be like, holy shit, this man is the GOAT. And you say all that, oh, he's done this before. He did it in 2014. Now he's doing it again here in eight years on in 2022. And dude, these hi you already said it. The highlights that Messi has created at this World Cup, ridiculous. And we, we haven't even talked about the highlight of the night tonight when he took Yoshko Gradiol one-on-one for 30 yards and then finished it off with a beautiful little assist to Julian Alvarez. Dude, that play alone, Messi has been doing that to every <laughs> single defender for the last decade, bro. Yeah. The last decade, he still hasn't lost a single touch, and Messi's goat. He's the goat. He's God. Messi is the goat. Yeah, it's. I feel like he's aware of the the way the media talks about defensive players in tournaments because the way we were talking about Vardio and the same way everyone was talking about him was yeah. the defensive player of the tournament so far, yeah. playing absolutely incredible. And you look back on Messi's career with maybe Jerome Boateng at the time mm. at Bayern Munich or Van Dijk as well. He's, he's aware of what people are saying, you know, oh, how's Messi going to perform against this defender who's in form right now? And then he just takes him for a fucking spin, bro. <laughs> takes him out to get ice cream, yeah. feeds the fucking kids and treats them like one of his own, man, yeah. because he takes him out and he just... He demoralizes them, Demoralize. bro. What he did to Vardiol today was borderline criminal. Yeah. Borderline criminal, man. Borderline insulting. Croatians should be looking at that like, God damn it, man. Yep. That's the future of our defense. That's the future of, def of defense and football. Mm -hmm. Lionel Messi just took it for an absolute spin. Yeah. What an incredible play. I, I just, it's crazy because I can like, when he's actively doing those those things, I'm looking at him like, is he really going to take him on? He's going to hand it off at some moment. Or Gavardiola is going to get his foot on the ball at some moment in time. But he just keeps going. He just keeps, keeps going. going. Up until that final play where he just passes it off. Perfect pass, by the way. Yeah. Finding Julian Alvarez, who was great this game. Perfect pass. And I'm just like, Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Yeah. Unstoppable. 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 He is inevitable. And so... This performance was amazing, and it's just a representation of what he's done so far this tournament. Five goals, three assists, yeah. an absolute masterclass of a game, an absolute masterclass of a performance in this World Cup to lead Argentina to the final now. But uh, speaking on the game itself, Croatia coming into this match, you know, coming off of a really big victory over Brazil in penalties, and Argentina coming off of a dramatic match against Netherlands 2-2. Yeah. It started off kind of tight, kind of tight. Did. And what did you think at the beginning of this match with how it started? I think, honestly, the way the whole game went out, even 
even when Argentina got the lead. So the whole 90 minutes when I think as most people thought, Croatia would have most of the possession, but most of it would be in the midfield. Croatia, this entire tournament, even against Brazil, rarely go in deep into their opponent's half and put any pressure on the net or on the box. They are very patient in their buildup, and they look for those very few and rare moments to actually go forward. That's what happened today. Croatia had the ball for, what, 20, the first 20 minutes? And it was looking good, too, but it's what Croatia do. And Argentina, low-key, were fine with it. Most teams are fine with it. Brazil was fine with it, even though they got a little bit unlucky and lost in penalties. Teams are fine with Croatia holding the ball in the middle of the pitch, and they were able to hold on to it for 20, 25 minutes, but then, boom, at the half uh, at the half hour mark, 30, 32nd, 33rd minute, Argentina find the deadlock with just... Lazy defending, in my opinion. I think Lovren and Gervadio switched off for a split second. Yeah. And Julian Alvarez finds himself in free space right in between them. And Lovren and Gervadio don't say, hey, who's got him? Because yeah. he was just wide open right in the middle. A nice ball over the top. And Alvarez is, boom, free on goal. One-on-one with Levakovic. And he wins that battle and draws that penalty. And at that point, I was like, shit. Uh, Croatia, their only game plan is keep it tight. And to let in a goal like that, I was like, ah, okay. This is playing into Argentina's hands perfectly because they just have to have a low block, hound the midfield as much as they can, and then wait for their opportunities. And this was almost to a T to what Argentina really wanted to happen. And you know who steps up? Leo Messi. And he fucking bangs it in, dude. 1-0, Croatian keeper, no chance. From that moment on, I was like, ah, shit, okay. Croatia, at this point... Keep it 1-0 because that's your only game plan. If it goes 2, Croatia ain't scoring 2, brother. They ain't scoring (laughs) 2. And then we already kind of previewed a little bit. That second goal from Argentina, honestly, just a comedy of uh, defending errors from Croatia from start to finish. Really, really bad, but well taken by Alvarez. He already uh, started. Failed cross from Croatia. Little touch from Messi and Julian Alvarez off to the races. But again, I think it's really bad defending from Croatia. Joranovic, the right back, marks Alvarez from 40 yards out, but he never approaches him. He's always backtracking, backtrack, 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 never decides to actually meet him until he gets to the box. And at that point, it just bumbles. Sosa fails to clear it. Juranovic fails to clear it. Livakovic can't fully get to it either. And Alvarez just keeps finding his way. (laughs) Basically bulldozes his way through until finally he gets a clean touch on the ball. Argentina 2, Croatia 0. Poor his poor defending oh, yeah. from Croatia, but very opportunistic from Argentina. Oh, yeah. I think uh, Alvarez specifically, he's going to make a career playing like that. Yeah. Like he showed in that Australia game that he was able to pounce on the goalkeeper's mistake. It happened again. And so I do think he has a knack for detecting when the defense is going to just open itself up like that. Yeah. So you got to give him credit for his tenacity and his ability to just constantly frustrate defenders and honestly be an annoyance in the sense that he's always waiting for that moment. Always. And if you just give him an inch, he has the the rage and the fight to just yeah. continue and like you said bulldoze his way into a goal yep yeah absolutely and then at that point i was like it's over there's just no way that croatia would score more than one goal it's not in their dna and at that point you could even see the players themselves kind of look gassed dude i think even though it's the cliche but that extra time against brazil i think took a lot out of croatia because once they were down two nil dude even like even Modric was like shit uh, I just don't see a way back. You could you could see it in their eyes, bro. And I felt it. I think most people felt it. That all right at this point, before the 40th minute, this game's done. Done. 
Done. Done. Well, you guys are here. Thank you guys so much, so much for watching the chat. Make sure to like it right now so we can show up on people's home feeds. Make sure to subscribe. We're trying to get to 20,000 subs before the World Cup ends. That would essentially double up our subscriber rate. We were at 10K before the World Cup. If we can be at 20K by the end, that would mean a lot to us, mm. man. Let's keep growing this community. So make sure to like this. Make sure to uh, rate us five stars on Spotify as we continue speaking about this game. Like you said, yes, bro. After 2-0, it was done. And let me read some of these super chats. I know we've been getting a few here, so let me catch up on what they're saying. Wyatt Chapman says, I told you guys to get ready for messy magic. And he was absolutely right, man. Yes. Absolutely right. Uh-huh. Two more. Mauricio Ramirez. I think Messi was always better, but it's a testament to Ronaldo's dedication that he was able to keep up with Messi for so long. Yeah, that's a fun take, honestly. And it, yeah. it is 100% true. One thing that has always been said about Cristiano is his work ethic. Probably the, one of the hardest working footballers out there. And it shows why he's been able to dominate the scene for over a decade alongside Leo Messi. Yeah, I think I've always seen that battle as like uh, one is just pure magic, pure just talent, natural God-given talent and messy. But then the other one is just pure dedication, pure work ethic. The yeah. example of how great you can make yourself if you just set your mind to it. So it's dope what both of them represent. But ultimately, I do think Messi gets the edge because he's just been he's just been incredible. Dude. Yeah. Carlos Colunga Navarro says, what's up, homies? Can France beat this Argentina? I think it's going to be very, very close. That'd be a rematch of one of the best games in 2018. Mm. This game would be absolutely close, especially with the way that Argentina played today. I thought today's Argentina team was the best Argentina performance we've seen at the World Cup so far. Because against the Netherlands, they let Netherlands get back into it. And against Poland, Australia, and Mexico, they honestly were just weaker opponents. This was a 3-0 trashing (laughs) of a really tough team to break. And they absolutely made a statement, bro. So I think this team definitely could take it to France. When? We'll talk about that. We'll talk talk about about that. James Kenyon Magic. Hey, he has magic in his name. Hey, hey, what's hey, up, brother? Hey, thank you, brother. What's up, brother? $10. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. El Sombrarejo 7 says, The Messi versus Ronaldo GOAT debate been over, but it's 100% over now. Win or lose the final, Messi there. Yeah, I, that's my take, man. It's 100% over now after this World Cup. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying, after <laughs> after we watched the game, you said this has to be Ronaldo's worst year of, of his life. <laughs> has to be the worst year of his life, man. The fallout with his, the like, not his boyhood club, but a club that he really made his name at with Manchester United. All the drama that's been speculating around it. The fact that he might even play in Saudi Arabia, not in Europe anymore. <laughs> hasn't been able to play in Champions League because Manchester United hasn't been good over these past couple stop, of years, man. man. And to chalk it all off, <laughs> <laughs> gets beaten by Morocco and sees his his rival go to the World Cup final. Jesus <laughs> and, and, and gets benched in the process. And gets benched in the process, dude. Jesus, man. It's just God. not good. It's not good. It's not good, man. Not, uh, not, I, don't even, I don't even want to see it like that, man. I don't want to see it like I that. I don't want to see it like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just bad, man. And yet, I like this comment from Marvin. Argentina's payback uh, for 2018 when Croatia beat them 3-0. No, I love yes. that. It was a complete a complete uh, flip yeah, of what happened in 2018. Uh, live on Spotify. Is that not a thing with Spotify? I don't think being live is a thing on Spotify yet. That'd be dope if it was, but I don't think it that is. That would be dope. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's written in the stars for my goat, says Sanja Raina. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it might be, man. It might be. Oh, but it's just crazy because to start off the tournament with the Saudi Arabia loss mm. had me thinking that it was not written in the stars for the yeah. goat. Had me thinking that this was going to be an absolute uh, atrocity of a World Cup for this team and for this specific player. Low-key bummed me out, but... To see them bounce back the way they did after that first loss, I actually am starting to think that that loss against Saudi Arabia was low-key necessary. 
no. necessary. A reminder of what can happen if you get a little confident in the World Cup. A reminder of all the, the turmoil, all the shit you go through when a loss comes upon you in the way that it happened. And I think it kind of built that mental fortitude that they needed because in a way, it removes the pressure of that whole streak that they had. The 36-game unbeaten streak. Now they can just go into every game just not even thinking about that. Think Got about that it. weight off of their tro- shoulders and they can just focus on one game at a time, winning it. And knowing that they lost that first one, man, I think it's just... I don't know, it's like pumped them up even more. And we're seeing a team now, an Argentine team, that has a lot of momentum behind them and that has this mental mentality, uh, this mental fortress, this mental... Yeah, it's like fortitude. Yeah, there. this mental fortitude yeah. uh, that I think is really playing a big role in them, in them making this deep run. Yeah, that's a good point. I remember you said, like going into the round of 16, you said, you know, Argentina's building momentum here. It's slow, but it is being built. And I think that's the best way to describe this Argentine team. Starting at the bottom as you can by getting a loss to start the tournament. But from there... You recover, and you get win after win after win after win, and here they are with their best win of the tournament, 3-0 against Croatia in the semifinal to give them that ticket to the final of this World Cup. I think it, it definitely is the story that Argentina have been able to craft this tournament is starting off with a loss and just build from yeah. there. So absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Irene Ahmed, good to see you again, my friend. He says, Argentina in the first 15 minutes, Call an ambulance. Later, not for me, though. La, vamos, vamos. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of comments here towards Saltero in the sense that they want to know, okay, they're asking, are you going to shave your head? Is that going to happen if you, <laughs> if Argentina win the World Cup? What punishment do we actually have to, mm. if they win, I want a real punishment. A real punishment, Because yeah. the, the shaving head was a joke I made. Yeah, yeah, And we yeah. never truly agreed on But I right. want to come up with a punishment. Is it a trip to Argentina where you have to bend the knee and kiss the soil? Mm. Is it a, a shaving of the head? Right, Could right, it be right. just wearing a jersey? What could it be that could do, di- do just full diligence right. to the comments you made against Argentina if they lose that final? Right. There's got, there's got to be something. I want to do something. Yeah, I want to hear it. Chat, give me some ideas something. for Saltero. What should be the punishment if Argentina loses against... If Argentina beats France, what should be the punishment for, Sal, for Saltero? Shaving of the head. Should he wear a jersey? Should we do something specific? Y'all let us know. Saltero, is it still Argentina can't compete with Europe? Says Mr. Little Maradona. I guess we'll find out against France. But I mean, against like, uh, against like mid to top tier, obviously they can because they beat yeah. the Netherlands and Croatia. They, Netherlands, Croatia, and Poland as well. Ah, I, I count Poland as bottom ah. tier, though. I count <laughs> Poland as bottom tier. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that, that's what's dope. If it is France, and I don't want to count on Morocco yet. We're not counting on Morocco. <laughs> we're not counting on yet. Morocco. We got a super chat that asked us about France versus Argentina. That's why we're talking about that. But we are not counting on Morocco. Uh, Argentina crest tattoo make him write an eight page essay about why messi is the goat <laughs> that'd be a good one an essay assignment salter has, sha- <laughs> has to shave his head if argentina wins wearing argentina jersey fly to buenos aires um a 10 tattoo for messi <laughs> a 10 tattoo <laughs> messi tattoo that actually kind of would be dope. tattoos get reynoso's hairstyle <laughs> get curly hair and shit shit imagine a small 10 tattoo jesus christ so no Jestic, he's been commenting for a while asking for your instagram one thing to know about saltero is he's completely off the grid completely, i'm off the grid complete no instagram no facebook no twitter nothing nothing only the give and go and only during these live streams is when he makes a public appearance the rest of the time he's in his shell <laughs> hibernating preparing to continue playing that role of the and, football and oracle, just watching soccer and just watching soccer. that's it he is not on instagram i am on instagram you can find me at edxray 
at Ed X-Ray. You can find me everywhere. I am not off the grid. Gonzalo Manzano, he is singing his ass off. He says, Veni, Veni. I don't know this song, so I'm just singing the way I think. <laughs> Canta conmigo, que un amigo vas a encontrar. Que de la mano de Leo Messi, toda la vuelta vamos a dar. Hey, I like that. <laughs> I wonder how it actually goes. The Hitman says, watch Morocco make it to the final and win. And that's still very that much in play. Crazy, very, man. very much in play. Frank, $5. Thank you, my friend. Says, Saltero, start looking at plane tickets to Argentina. We'll get our producer Rudd on I it right away. We'll yeah, see I prices. We'll see if it can be affordable. We can put that on the budget. And we'll let y'all's donation uh, essentially buy that ticket. Carlos Colunga Navarro says, Ronaldo won more Champions League more Champions Leagues, which has way better teams and way better players and managers. You can't compare the World Cup to Champions League. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Ronaldo got, what, five of those? Right. Unless he has three, I believe, two or three? Yeah, I think it's three. three. Let's say three. three. Yeah, I get that argument, but I think with the... I think what makes the World Cup almost equally as hard as the Champions League is that the Champions League is every year. Right. The World Cup is once every four years. So yeah. there's an immediate added value to winning that trophy because you almost have to multiply one Champions League by four. Yeah. In that sense. Because Absolutely. so many players, like we said, Neymar, uh, Ronaldo, any player you want to mention, uh, these players are going out and not winning the tur- tournament, man. My mm-hmm. hope go their whole career without, without winning that trophy, man. Yeah. So I think because of the value it has and how rare it is to actually lift it, I think that's why I do value it slightly more than the Champions League. But competitively, of course, Champions League is way better. Yeah, but I think it I think it actually balances out to the point where I say the World Cup is slightly more valuable because of the time difference. Because in Champions League, you can pick your team because if you have $500 billion, you can have the best players around you so you can compete with the best teams, right? Whereas in the World Cup, it lends itself to more individual moments because you cannot pick your team. Messi cannot pick Cristiano Romero at the back. He cannot pick having, you know, uh, an in-prime Angel Di Maria, you know, four years ago. Messi has no play in that. So he just has to work with himself and hope that the rest of his players are up to par. So I think that money difference of the Champions League and just fate in the yeah, national team, yeah. I think it really balances out. So since the World Cup is only once every four years, I would actually put the World Cup at a more value than Champions League. Yeah, we're, we're having the chat come through for us here. Messi's won four, four Champions Leagues, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, yes, four. So, and so Ronaldo's at five, Messi's at four, but Messi has two World Cup finals to his name already. Yeah. If I'm comparing those two just on, the, on that basis, I'm going with the four Champions League and two World Cup finals appearances over five Champions League victories, personally. Yeah. And you look at the Ballon d'Or as well. I do think there's fair arguments. Uh, BOKC Josh Gaming sent us a dollar. Hey, thank you, yes, man. Sir, thank thank you. you. Aziz SM says, Messi, player of the tournament. The likes of Mbappe, Giroud, or any of the Moroccan players haven't been the difference makers for their national team like Messi. Yeah. When you when you talk about just pure, valuable player on the pitch, Messi's been the most valuable. Yeah, I think Mbappe heightens France. Yeah. But Argentina needs Messi. Right. They need him. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Little Maradona. Oh, he already caught. We already read this yeah. one. We read this one. Mr. Little, Little Maradona. Maradona. I like that. Uh, Mauricio Ramirez. What does this loss do for Modric's legacy? Also, dream scenario. Messi wins and we see Cristiano Ronaldo show up and congratulate him. Damn. I think for Modric's legacy... I was thinking about the potential possibility of what if he went to another World Cup final, and a mm. lot of people were saying online that if he made it to another World Cup final back to back, then that's that's what would lift him above a Xavi or an Iniesta for them. But with the semifinal loss, where it was three 0 
I think it just puts him in that same conversation. I think it just finalizes him as one of the greatest midfielders of all time. And I think it's okay leaving it just there. A top three midfielder, I would say. I think you have a genuine argument for that. And I just think he's had one of the better stories and careers that a midfielder could hope to have in the modern game of football. So one of the GOATs. um, And I think there is a, a case to be made that if you'd like to, he could be argued as the greatest midfielder of all time. Now with this added semifinal appearance. Yeah. I'll say that much. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Hassan sends us 10 MYR. I don't know what currency that is, but appreciate that, my friend. Ivan Sanchez, $5. Thank you, bro. What's more impressive, Messi reaching second World Cup final with current stats at the age of 35 or Messi coming back after his worst season at PSG? Uh, for me, it has the World, the World Cup final with these kind of stats and at this ridiculous, age is actually really insane. I'm seeing comments about how he's playing like he's 22 years old. No, he right really now, is, dude. though, dude. He really is. Like, I'm seeing vintage, like, prime Barca Messi in every single game of this World Cup. Dude, the passing, the penetration, just the bamboozling of the defense. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's every same. single game. Like, I think he had a bad season at PSG because he was saving it up for this entire <laughs> tournament, man. Holy shit. Yeah. It's so impressive. But low-key man starting to piss me off, though. There's no way this can be his last World Cup, then, if he's playing like this. If he's playing like this right now, then then he could definitely be, not at this level, but he can still be a formidable player four years from now, Yeah, no, no. He's playing in the U.S. He's going to be 39. He's going to be like Luka Modric. He'll just pick when to run, but at the very least, he'll just be like a really good midfielder. This can't be his last World Cup. This can't be his last World Cup. There's no way. Not with the way he's playing right now, dude. But if he wins it, though, it'd be the best way to go out. True. why? Why play again? Oh, man. Let me do a poll here. Should Messi come back for 2026? Should he, he win? Uh, just in general. Just in general. Should Messi play at the 2026 World Cup? Messi. <laughs> Should Messi play at the 2026 yeah, and, and World Cup? T- just talking about more Messi accolades, man. Even if they don't win it, right? The fact that he got them all the way to the final, and let's say he has a decent Champions League season, Messi's winning another Ballon d'Or. He's going to. Oh, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Bro. At 35, what, going, turning 36, he's going to win the next Ballon d'Or. Oh, there's there's no other that. player that was going to win it. With Messi playing like this, and with this story, if Modric won it as a runner-up, it'll be the same thing. This you're Messi's right. going to get you're another right. Ballon d'Or. Shit, if you, yeah, you're right. Yes. You think win or lose the World Cup final? I think win or lose. With all what he's already done. Yeah, and yeah. if he wins it, he'll they'll give it to him the next day. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're right. I did yeah. not think about the like ripple effect of his performance right now. Yeah, because yeah. the thing is, He's actually having a really good season at PSG, yeah, too. No, yeah, he so is. So was Neymar, but the way Neymar crashed out, <sighs> that, that ultimately ends that debate, which sucks. No, no. But Messi can benefit from that, and he yeah. can carry on with that momentum. And if he does anything just relative, uh, anything beyond a round of 16 appearance in the Champions League for PSG, yeah. I think he has it in the bag, man. Yeah. Make quarterfinals in the Champions League. Continue doing what you're doing at the World Cup, and that Ballon d'Or is yours. People are saying 63% say yes, he should play at the 2026 World Cup. It's here in the U.S., bro. It's here in the U.S. Yeah. He might even be playing here, bro. He might have, you know, <laughs> fucking a residency here at this point. <laughs> That's like, true. He, should, he yeah. already might already be it's here. In the, it's in his backyard at that That's point. That's true. Why, why not play, man? Why not, man? 35% say no. It's Sombradecchio 7. 10 bucks. Thank you, brother. Clubs buy their players. National teams don't. Ask elites like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Modric, Robin, Rooney, etc. never win. Upset winners happen in the Champions League. Upset winners never happen in the World Cup can't compare i could see that being argued for either side i don't yeah. i don't exactly know the point you're trying to make but yeah <laughs> angel muñoz five dollars at the final is argentina versus morocco it'll be the first time a world cup final is without a european nation since the 1950 world cup 
Good Lord, dude. Would that be a breath of fresh air for football, man? Yeah. And mainly an African team being in the final, I think it's just, that'd be That'd, that'd be, be insane. insane. That'd be ridiculous, insane. dude. That'd be ridiculous, I'm getting, man. I'm getting thinking about that. Ibrahim Ahmed says, people told Croatia were impenetrable, that they will win the midfield battle. Argentina is not composed. Mexi took the defense and Gavardiol for a spin. For a spin, You pointed out, that what he did to Gavardiol reminded me of what he did to Boateng, bro. Yeah. Completely embarrassed the boy, embarrassed man. Him, man. Completely. Carlos, Ojeda, Carlos Ojeda, $10. Damn, thank you, thank man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Sergio Gomez, $5. At the end of the day, Messi and Ronaldo will down, go down as the best of all time. There's no point in comparing the GOATs. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I do agree. They'll go down both as some of the best players of all time. Absolutely. Coll- collectively. I love the battle that they had for the past 10 years. Um, Amir Majid says, I'll tell you, you got to admit, at least now, that Argentina is among the best teams. And I did last time. Um, uh, yeah. So just to make it clear, Argentina making the semis solidified it for me that Argentina are a top team, and they're here for a reason. They're in the final. Congratulations, Argentina. And I can't. I just want a better game, ultimately, though, because, you know, to be completely honest, man, Croatia just couldn't show up today. And, yes, I think, it, I think it was due to really good Argentine scrappiness in the midfield that didn't let them have time to breathe or to build any plays. But a better team would have found a way to at least put a little pressure on that Argentine backline because, ultimately, Croatia couldn't. Am I surprised, though? Not really, man, because Croatia's offensive line has just... It hasn't been that good this tournament. And my ultimate conclusion after this is fuck Brazil. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah, bro. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they robbed millions of people yeah. of a beautiful semifinal game. It's not Croatia's fault. It's the Brazilians nah. themselves. Nah, nah, the Brazilians choked it away, man. Choked they, it. They, they, they should have been here. They should have been here, but that Croatian grit, which we've applauded, yes. carried them through. So no disrespect. No there, disrespect there. Brazil, Argentina should have been this match at the Lucel Stadium. Eighty thousand people watching this game, and it would have been such an incredible fucking back and forth <sighs> match. But instead, this happened. Instead, this happened. Rightfully so. Croatia ended up being the inferior team. Argentina rightfully showed their so. ability and their prowess, but. I do think Brazil would have been matched up better as a test for Argentina semifinals for sure. Yeah, it's it's like one of those things where like Atletico was always like second place for the last five years, but technically Madrid's a better opponent for like Barcelona, for example. Like Atletico always struggle against those top top teams, but they might be better statistically than Madrid over these past couple years. It's the same thing here. Like Croatia were probably better than Brazil at least game management, but like tactically against Argentina, their rivals, Brazil would have been a better matchup. I'm just going to forever wonder what that game would have looked like, man. Yeah, man. Don't forever wonder what would have happened. Sayak Nag says, Gavardiol taken to school. No disrespect at all. Hey, no disrespect whatsoever. He's going to be an incredible player. But if anything, he showed his youth today, man. Mm. Finally, for the first time in this tournament, he looked like a 20-year-old defender. And so yeah, he did. He doesn't have to be too hard on himself, man. I, yeah. He's been great this whole tournament. Carlos Ojeda, $20. Thank you, my friend. Julian Alvarez is showing up. Dude, four goals in the World Cup. Yeah. Four goals. And he only had two goals in the buildup to the World Cup, I believe, for Argentina. So six total international goals for Argentina, four of them in the World Cup. And I love how his story is playing out because we thought Lautaro Martinez was going to be that guy, bro. We thought he was going to be that guy. And same with a lot of other people. We thought Lautaro Martinez was going to be that guy and got ghosted from this World Cup because mm-hmm. of his poor finishing. And likewise, Dybala, we thought he would have an impact as well, would play a big role in this team. Di Maria, you know, these players just aren't seeing the minutes that we thought they would get, but who steps up in their place? Julian Alvarez, dude. Yeah. Julian Alvarez. Shout out Julian Alvarez because he's had a good start to the Premier League season with Manchester City. But what has really surprised me is in the build-up to this tournament, you could actually kind of see this building up, the fact that he would have some sort of impact here because... 
Pep Guardiola, with all of the players that he has at his disposal at Manchester City, continually played Julian Alvarez, at like either as an early Holland replacement or substitute. So that told me a lot, man. The fact that Guardiola looked at his bench and said, Alvarez, you're coming on. Like, that's a lot of trust. And the fact that he just got here from South America and he's immediately in Manchester City's rotation, that meant a lot. So I think Scaloni saw the same thing in training, especially since Martinez was off to a shaky start. He's like, huh, Alvarez, (laughs) get in. (laughs) And it ended up working, working beautifully. And that's the thing, man, is that low-key, Alvarez might be the starting number nine now for Argentina. I I just don't see the form, his form getting worse, and I don't see Lautaro honestly getting up to his level right now. I just don't see it. So sad story for Lautaro because I think he did lose his spot even after this tournament. I think it's going to be Julian's for a while. Oh, dude, yeah. And now Julian's probably going to start the World Cup final, dude. Yeah. That's incredible. 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 Ibrahim Ahmed says, there's a difference in a Messi fan base and a Cristiano Ronaldo one. Remember the pick of Messi crime becoming a meme for ages. We Messi fans still feel bad for Cristiano Ronaldo after what happened. The hypocrisy is crazy, though. Hey, I'm going to stay out of this one. What I'm an a, analysis. I'm going to let you on the chat. Battle it out between fan bases, man. Between fan bases. El Sombra, El Sombra Regio 7 says, Earlier a comment about the UEFA Champions League being more prestige as an accolade than the World Cup. Someone earlier referenced Cristiano Ronaldo's Champions League wins as greater to Messi's legacy. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a lot of comments here about the penalty shoot the penalty call and what would have happened if that penalty never got called um against croatia do you still see argentina winning this match prior the way the game was going until that penalty got called because that did seem like the difference maker man the the minute that play happened where croatia was opened up and julian alvarez was was at the end of it trying to find the goal you know croatia was on the ball a lot but they were opened up, bro. Yeah. And they did deserve to get punished for it. And I'm it's surprised Julian couldn't get that utmost finish on it. But I do think it's because Livakovic played a big role in banging on him and right. not letting him get full power on the ball. So I want to know what the comments think. If that penalty didn't get called, what would have happened? I just thought that no matter what happened in this game, at best, Croatia could only keep it tight. I just never saw Croatia taking it to Argentina. I am surprised that it ended 3-0. But let's say even if it had stayed 0-0 for twice the time and it, you know, it was past the 60th minute mark, I still think Argentina would have broken the deadlock, whether it was a really nice through ball to Julian Alvarez or it was just pure messy magic as we saw with that third goal. Either way, I saw Argentina scoring at least once. And from there, it just would have been down to pure Croatian grit to see if they could have equalized. I would have been really shocked if Croatia won this one outright. I was expecting some crazy stuff in extra time or penalty shootout as Croatia's path to victory here. So even if it was tighter at the end of the day, I still had Argentina beating Croatia. So regardless, 3-0, 1-0, whatever, I think the right winner ended up getting passed in this game so i just i it would have been really hard for me to see croatia win this game other than something crazy or in penalties yeah bro the the way they're uh croatia was playing very very good in the very good in the midfield but bro when it came to creating opportunity (laughs) that final third there was nothing bro but he just looked frustrated yeah he cannot figure anything out and i like that we have right now 1.6 thousand viewers that's a record for us Please, folks, please make sure to like the video. Please let us show up on people's feeds so this community can get bigger. Make sure to subscribe. Let's get to road to 20,000. Yeah. And if you're on Spotify, five stars for us, please, would help a lot, man. Wins in the chat, says Producer Rudd. And let me read some of these comments now, man. 
I don't believe Croatia had more than three shots on target in the second half. Yeah. yeah. And I actually want to go in on Croatia right here because I thought they had a really, really poor game. And just from front to back, I thought they were really, really poor. I'll, I'll start up front. Kramaric and what Pashalic barely touched the ball and they just couldn't. Perisic did get on the ball, but as you said, was so frustrated because every time he got on it, he was either hounded by Argentines or he would get past them and have nobody to get any sort of help with, nobody to combine with. I thought Kovacic had a really good game. He had a lot of good dribble penetration drives from deep in the midfield, but as soon as he got past two Argentine midfielders, he had nobody, man. Nobody. Brozovic's touches were off. Modric was good, but that's the thing. If Kovacic is forward, that means Modric is behind him. So he's not going to combine with Modric, and, he's, and he just couldn't combine with Pashalic or Karamadic. He just couldn't, man. Everybody's touches were off. I thought Lovren and Gavardiol, even despite those mistakes, they just looked fatigued, man. They looked really slow today, and they just looked off it. And whereas Argentina looked sharp, they looked really ready to go and just pounce on any sort of Croatian mistake. And that they did. Honestly, all three of Argentina's goals were just poor Croatian defending and really good decision-making from Argentina. And then Bruno Sosa, who got subbed at halftime, he was terrible, man. Dude, he he looked so timid. He looked so shy to put any sort of imposition on the game, to cross the ball well, to even pass, man. Sosa had a horrible game. And Juranovic, I thought, was completely at fault for that second goal because he never approached Julian. And the thing is, I get it. Alvarez is coming at you fast, but and you know what an Argentine defender would have done? He would have immediately met him, and if he got past him, cleaned him out (laughs) he just would have cleaned him out (laughs) that's the smarter play there but instead he let them get all the way into Croatia's box and then from there they couldn't clear it and then boom Alvarez gets the goal so just really really bad play from pretty much every single Croatian player man uh so yeah again completely deserved 3-0 for Argentina really bad for Croatia I'm very disappointed yeah and on the other hand one last place I need to highlight one last segment of the game is Argentina's defense, man. Romero was immense in this game, yeah. immense. And we're commenting about how Croatia couldn't create. But it's because Argentina was so solid back there. Oh, and it's, yeah. What's really interested me is how Scaloni is rotating out defenders mid-game, dude. dude. Mid-game, he brings in Lisandro Martinez. And somehow, Lisandro's just, I know my role. I know my spot. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to find out where I play best here. And he just shines. And the rest goes for all the other players. Otamendi, once again, was huge. And the fullbacks as well, with uh, Molina and Tagrafico coming in for Acuna. I thought they were both very, very solid as well. Even offensively, Molina and Tagrafico have a lot to offer there, too. Yeah. Uh, a question I, I wonder, though, is that in the final... Who starts in that? I believe it's a left back position with Acuna or Tagliafico, man. Who starts? Because Acuna was great in the Dude, build up to yeah. these games, but got the uh, yellow card accumulation. But Tagliafico showed that he can just come in and do his job perfectly yeah. fine, man. Who is Scaloni going to trust ultimately in the final in that specific position now that Acuna can come back? That's a great question. I was thinking the exact same thing because I thought Tagliafico had a really solid game today. He basically didn't put a foot no. wrong. Whereas Acuna, the thing is that there's a thing. Acuna hasn't really either. I thought he's had good games in the buildup, but the fact that he did not play in this last game for Argentina, I wonder if Scaloni is going to be like, shit, technically Taliafico is fresher. Technically, as from like from like a game yeah, point of the view, game's real soon, bro. yeah, the game's real soon. So I'm just like, shit. Do you go with a guy who just played or the guy who's rested for a week now? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. If I'm Scaloni, honestly, I'd go with Taliafico just because I would know it's a sure-fired decision. Taliafico is slightly more defensive anyway, so it's less risk overall. And if you need it, you can put Acuna on as a substitute in the second half. 
True. That's what yeah. I would do. Gage it, gauge it. He's gauge definitely it. he's not afraid to make the subs, bro. Right. Not afraid. Let me read a couple of these super chats. Ibrahim Ahmed says, Dibala getting minutes made me smile. <laughs> yeah, finally, dude. So weird to finally. see. Finally. So weird, but it took so much for him to finally see the pitch. Carlos Ojeda for $10. Thank you, my friend. Says, Argentina and Messi will always be my love, but respect to Cristiano Ronaldo and all players that this will be their last dance because it is a privilege to live in a time to see so many great players. Man, I wish I could print that out and just hang it up in the background of our set, man, because mm. I completely agree. Amen. We have been gifted with a plethora of talents to watch these past 10 years, and I'm so excited about the future of the game now with all these amazing players as well. Football is in good hands when it comes to the talent and quality of these players, but right now, man, specifically what an era we're seeing man yeah. 2022 world cup possibly the best world cup you've seen in your life i want to hear it is this the best world cup you've seen so far in your lifetime if we got older people in the chat i want to know if we have younger people let us know but so far i think this has to be probably the most entertaining one i've ever seen man yeah it's been there's been so many great storylines but the quality is absurd mm. man the quality is absolutely absurd even with like the weaker teams, even though they don't ultimately win the game, they at least have one like crazy highlight throughout yeah. throughout these tournaments, man. So I think it's been a really, really fun tournament for sure. Born in 91, and this is the best one. This is Hell the first yeah. World Cup I've seen with detail. Uh, 2014's coming up. I remember 2014 also being a really, really good one. First one I watched was 2002, says Vux Debra. This one is right behind it. Okay, okay. 2014, the 7-1 victory over over, uh, over Brazil was incredible. Croatia needed players like Prime Manzukic or Prime Rakitic today. Oof, yeah. They did. They did. Yeah. 2006 yeah. was my favorite. More skills on the pitch, but this is the best regarding tactics, says Monarch. Definitely the best World Cup. The song is bad. Rest is, <laughs> the rest is good. <laughs> Dang. Born in 90, and for me, 2006 was the best. So many classic players and teams. Ben Lowry. Yeah, I agree. 2006 had so many legends on the pitch. Legends. But I, what I like about this World Cup is what you've said a lot in the build-up to the tournament is that this is the most talented World Cup we will ever see or have seen so far. Yeah, I think so. And it so. showed, man. Like, for example, Cameroon tying Serbia 3-3. Yeah. Like, you know, just a random, a random Cameroonian team just... Going lights out against a European side, six goals, and so much talent on display with Abubakar and yes. Toko Ikambi as well. Absolutely. Whereas back in the day, I don't know if Cameroon would have been able to pull out a result like that, man. Yeah. And so I think that goes for a lot of different teams in this tournament that, yes, were on paper weaker, but still had really good talent to show for it. Yeah, absolutely. And like an extreme example, I think, would be Canada. For as bad as they were with their game management over 90 minutes, dude, the first 20 minutes of every single game that they played, Canada looked crazy. <laughs> man how many highlights like especially that first game against belgium or even in their next game when they uh, were able to go up against croatia man like canada looks so electric offensively but then their overall quality showed but the the sheer talent that they had on display to show that they could score against anybody that 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 is that definitely does vilify the fact that this is the most talented world cup because you get random small teams just showing off in small moments yeah. and we have not seen that before at any other world cup yeah. let me see this last super chat that we got from i believe nick buis my two cents for saltero ticket to argentina he sends us two dollars and i want to say Interesting. this imagine this scene bro we're like in an argentine argentina park somewhere maybe there's a football pitch behind us right we got the podcast table set up we're right there recording an episode. We got Argentina fans in the back, dressed down in blue. We got you in an Argentina jersey, me in Argentina jersey. We're talking football. And all while this is happening, someone's giving you a haircut, bro. 
They're shaving <laughs> you off. And while you're getting a haircut and getting your head shaved, and you got someone giving you a tattoo right here. Jesus Christ. Right. The trifecta. Yeah. And while that's happening, someone brings you a bag of Argentine soil. Man, and you got to just, it. you got to kiss it, Jesus, you know? man. An ultimate, <laughs> an <laughs> ultimate scene of, of love and, and a, a, a pl- uh, you pleading for forgiveness for this Argentine fan base if Argentina wins. The R9 cut is what people want, man. The R9 the cut R9 from 2002, cut. man. I'm just trying to paint the picture, man. I'm trying to paint the picture. So bring those donations in so that we can support that uh that uh, fantasy that we all have. That sounds like a ticket to Argentinian citizenship, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be able to leave, leave the country. You don't leave, I'd bro. stay. You don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> Boludo. You start talking like an Argentine and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hitman says there were big upsets in previous World Cups. Cameroon beat Argentina and won the World Cup group. When was, what year was that one, man? Shit. <laughs> yeah. I have to look. I mean, I have to look at that Argentine team. Yeah. Were they good? <laughs> Joaquin Extreme O. I like that name. What are the chances of Morocco winning against France? And do y'all think Morocco could compete against Argentina if the past if they pass the finals? Let's talk about them. Let's, let's make time now to talk about the next game coming up tomorrow. A match preview, if you will, of the game tomorrow, which is Morocco against France. Morocco, the first semifinal team that is of that is from. Uh, the African Confederation, man. Yeah. What an absolute achievement that is. So awesome to see the Cinderella team of this tournament. The best story so far in terms of the whole team, the whole unit, and what it's done for the country and the people. The amazing scenes we've seen all over. And likewise, France just showcasing their prowess and their ability to just win these big, big games and get a result while having one of the best offenses that we've ever seen on the international stage with Giroud, Dembele, and Mbappe just scoring and assisting on all cylinders, man. Yeah. That's what we're going to see tomorrow, bro. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> man. That's oh what we got waiting for us tomorrow, man. Um, I don't know what stadium they'll be facing off at, yeah, but regardless no, no. of where it'll be, we know that we will see Moroccans in full attendance, man, making noise, being there, and showing their presence. Uh, and I just am very excited because I think this is going to be a game for the ages, man. Yeah. A game for the ages. A ticket to the final for whoever wins with France being able to defend their title against Argentina if they do so. And on the other side... Morocco becoming the first African team to reach the World Cup final if they beat France tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That, that, that would be ridiculous. But I think tomorrow's game is going to completely actually come down to Morocco, honestly. It'll be low-key similar to today. Croatia didn't show up, so this was always going to be Argentina's and by a large margin. It's going to be the same thing. If Morocco just don't show up, even if they kind of half-ass it, then France is just going to win very handily because their quality will just outweigh Morocco's and it'll just be a very straightforward match just like today's but if Morocco can do what they've been doing and I think they will because they have no reason to not show up tomorrow they've already beaten giants like Portugal shined in the group stage by topping the group have not really conceded an actual goal which is ridiculous so they have all of the confidence in the world within themselves to be able to play against anybody and and I'm so excited to see what happens tomorrow I, I, at this point, I have no idea. You know, I thought Croatia would at least put up a little bit of a fight, but they looked t- terrible today. Absolutely terrible. And Argentina looked so confident, yeah. so confident within themselves to just beat anybody. So I, I just, I don't know what's going to happen at this point. I really don't. But I have France beating Morocco. But right, right. my God, dude, if Morocco can just, just bunker in, find that fire, find that defensive passion that they've shown throughout this entire tournament, man. 
they could do something. Maybe a Ziyech free kick, Ziyech big ball. I don't know. Hakimi finds uh, some penetration. Anyway, and they then, and, so many in ways. so many different ways. And the city gets big in the box, man. Who knows? I think it's going to be tough. Or penalty shootout victory. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's like 0 0 1 1. Who knows, man? But I think it's going to be a really, really fun game. And I just can't wait to see because every single one of France's games have been just lights out entertainment because there's so much quality on both sides of the pitch. And Morocco's games have been really interesting to watch because it is so rare to see a team this resolute in their defense, man. Because Croatia were kind of like Morocco with their defensive sturdiness, but it always looked a little labored. Like, they were always, like, you know, stretching for it at the 90 minutes. They almost lost against Belgium, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas Morocco have looked confident in their defense and have proved that by only conceding an own goal. So I think it's going to be very different performance, you know, when you compare like Morocco to Croatia's as far as facing like the more favorite opponent. But I'm very excited to see what happens, man. Very excited. Yeah, man, I think this game is just going to be incredible. Uh, I just... I, I stopped doubting Morocco after the uh, quarterfinal yeah. victory over Portugal, man, and I'm going to have to not doubt them again. I'm going with Morocco beating France. I just think they're going to find a way, man. Mm -hmm. They're going to find some sort of way. I don't know how the hell it's going to happen, but I'm going Morocco here. And an update for those that you, of you that are just maybe just now catching up on the give and go. Before the tournament started, we made three different predictions uh, about who we thought was going to win the tournament. My prediction was Brazil, and Brazil was shot down in the streets cold-bloodedly and are now dead. They are gone from this tournament. Producer Rudd's prediction was England, and England got their throat slit by the, uh, the mighty French, and now England goes down. But Saltero's prediction was France. Yes. France to win the tournament. Yes. And so ultimately, there's a chance here that we see the French, which was your pick, your representative of UEFA, face off against the team that you most criticize in the build-up to this tournament. Uh -huh. Gomebol's greatest team right now. That'd be Argentina. <laughs> It'd be your final, bro. It would be, be my your final. final. Your yeah, final. Yeah, yeah, where you yeah. ultimately get every single question, every single claim you've ever made answered oh, in wow. one game because it's Argentina and not Brazil facing off against France, man. What do you think about that? Whoa, I didn't even think yeah, about I was that. About that, bro. Oh my god. Yeah, because yeah, I had Brazil, France. Yes. And at that point I've just been uh, going all in on France, right? Yeah. But now my take is twofold here. I'm gonna be pro France, obviously, because they were my pick, but I'm gonna be going also against Argentina because of my initial take take right that is interesting yeah, man. holy shit yeah. but if it's morocco then it just turns into a really fun match bro yeah a yeah really yeah, yeah. Fucking a really fun, match, fun match because at that point dude morocco would have nothing to lose no dude nothing nothing, nothing so they could just play their game and then argentina would have to crack it which they could because they have the goat and leo messi so it'd just be pure chaos that game would be but france argentina i think would be the perfect game not only like for me but i think for just the world in the world. general because it'd be uefa conmebol that classic yeah. rivalry and not only that though it'd be the best team from conmebol and the best team from uefa yeah. like by far by the way yeah. so i think that'd be the perfect final in, in that regard yeah, too. yeah in that sense yeah that'd be that'd be dude that's gonna get so watched if, it, if it's france yeah, i don't want to count yeah. morocco i don't yeah, yeah. even if it's morocco i think a lot of people are gonna be watching it just like for Messi's storyline oh yeah well. absolutely Being in it, and morocco just like surprising people yet again with all those eyes watching. Who wins Morocco versus France? Morocco at 62%. Oh my God, let's go. France at 38%. 
France is an underdog, according to the Given Goals poll, and I love it, man. We have a big French contingent, man. Uh, not French. We have a big Moroccan contingent, and so we really do appreciate the support. God, I hope France doesn't pass this, Miguel. Sorry, Morocco, but now you're facing the defending world champs. Not some little team like Portugal <laughs> or Belgium, says JC. Uh, Clarence Pisaila says, hey, guys, last episode I saw you say you did not know of a repeated final. Actually, there was one. Germany against Argentina in 1986 and 1990. Was 90, was 86? No way. Th- yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. I guess so. I think it was West Germany in 86, no? Yeah. yeah. Same thing, yeah, same though. Thing, same thing. Yeah. Uh, I congratulate Argentina, but let the world pause and see if a player blocked Perisic's cross where it should have been a corner. What? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, still underrated Morocco is such an L take. I think France will take it to them, but Morocco looked better every match, says Club Orange. Yeah, sure. and I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think Morocco will take it to France. I just wonder, you know, how France are going to, I guess, react to it. You know, are, are France going to be a little shaken by it? Or are they just going to shut down Morocco offensively at the very least? Uh, one thing I know is for certain, Morocco is going to fight in that midfield and in their back line, 100%. Yeah. They're not going to be phased with Dembele or Mbappe or Griezmann. They're going to go out and fight. And that's what I'm really excited about for this match because Morocco have an energy to them, man. They have, their, their energy is so driven this tournament. I think it's going to make it a fun semifinal either way. Yeah, dude, yeah. yeah you have the, uh, the, uh, the matchup to look for in this one will be Hakimi against Mbappe. Yeah. Same club, same team uh, facing against each other on that same Damn. flank, man. Yeah. That's, a, that's crazy, man. The matchups yeah. that Mbappe has gone through this tournament just gets even better now with Hakimi, who is absolutely in form, plays against Mbappe every day in training. And I think I saw a video online of uh, it was Mbappe and Hakimi like touring one of the stadiums in Qatar a few months ago, I think. Oh, shit. I think back in September. And uh, they were just bantering each other about like how in order to win the World Cup, Mbappe was saying, I'm going to have to kill him. I'm going to have to kill him. <laughs> He's going to have to die. I'm going to have Damn. to beat him. And it's crazy because it actually ended up happening now. Wow. Morocco is going to face off against France. And that's like one of those funny little storylines that's happening uh, while this whole massive game will be yeah. on display. Mbappe future goat. Mbappe in Hakimi's pocket. France is clinical from a distance, though. All their players can finish, and they don't need to break lines. That's why I have France winning the World Cup. I just think they're too deadly on every single front or angle. Yeah. 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 No, fair. I think either team, whoever wins this one, will be absolutely deserving of it because of the path they've gone on, man. Yeah. France has beaten some big teams like England and, and Morocco has shown that they can go up against anyone and they've proven people time, but they've, pro- they've proven people wrong time and time again. Dude. Yeah. So, yo, boys, you should know becoming World, world Champion is much more precious than winning the Champions League. Look at how hard it is to even qualify for the World Cup, especially for Morocco. Uh, that's true, yeah. yeah that's that, very true. Yeah. Just to even qualify is a really good like accolade in, it, in and of itself. Fun story. Mbappe called Hakimi and he answered, Who are you? <laughs> uh, we got a, oh, a couple super chats that we haven't read. Let me see what we got. Refresh the page and look at some of these super chats. What we got, make sure to like the channel, like, make sure to like the video uh, while you guys are here to just get us some more feeds and get the community growing bigger, man. Let's see what we got. What we got? All right. um, Lucas20 says, in case Argentina wins the final, I will not be watching your live stream, but instead I'll be celebrating in the streets with the Argentines. Sorry in advance. Please, man. man. No, please. Please, bro. please man. Please. <laughs> that shit, man. I want to see footage of that, That'd honestly. Fun, Boy Wonder 98 says France versus Argentina would be interesting. Also, because Mbappe said Comebol teams aren't as competitive like UEFA teams. 
Damn. Yeah, that that ultimately is what comes down to my take too, and why I have so much stake in the final. Yeah, two. it's the ultimate web football debate right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank y'all for this channel. Y'all are amazing, says Carlos Ojeda. Hey, thank you, man. I really appreciate do your donations so far and the involvement in the chat. You are a chat goat. Thank you, my friend. Ben Lowry, what is your favorite golden generation or best you've ever seen? For me, it's the ultimate what if for England, 04 to 2010 with Gerard, Lampard, uh, Terry, Beckham, Rooney, etc. Favorite golden generation. I think mine, you know, let, let's say France... Okay, well, it's going to be completely dependent on if France win it because I think if France win this again back to back, they'll be my favorite golden generation in international jersey, 100%. But since they haven't done it yet, I'm going to say Spain, man. Spain's 08 to 2012 run shocked me, bro. Shocked me. Because, you know, that the 2010 World Cup was phenomenal phenomenal for me to see, especially yeah. as someone who was just getting into the sport. And to see that the way that they played was just so different to a lot of their opponents. But also just the pure quality, man. The pure quality that they had with Pedro, you know, David Villa, Xavi, Iniesta, Sergio, a young Sergio Ramos, Capdevila on the other side, Iker Casillas. The team was just so likable. But they also they had really a swagger were. and a style yeah. to the way that they played football. And they played it beautifully, bro. Beautifully. And for them to win three back-to-back-to-back -back -back major international tournaments, man, that's a dynasty right there. A complete dynasty. And it's one that is, you know, ingrained deep into my heart. I will always love that Spanish team for what they did to me as, you know, as a young boy yeah. watching football. So right now, Spain, but if France win it, if France win it in a couple days, then I might have to give it to France. Uh, I have two. I have two. My European golden generation that I really liked was Germany's 2014 Germany. Although mm. it wasn't as, I think the longevity of it wasn't as long as Spain's, for example. I think at the height of it, Germany looked unbeatable, bro. Yeah. Absolutely unbeatable. And I love the way they went about, you know, having Ozil just shine, oozing of class Ozil, man. Yeah. And players, leaders like Schweinsteiger as well. Miroslav Klose breaking the goal scoring record for yeah. this team. Manuel Neuer, who was impenetrable at the time. Philip Lahm, who was such a good fullback as well. Yeah. There's so many different options and there's so much depth to that team, but there's this surgicality to them, this this ruthlessness, this deadliness that they had that I love seeing Joe Kim Lowe um, head coach and just kind of be at the forefront of. So overall, I, I love that German era for sure. That was one of my favorites. Uh, and then a South American golden generation that I really liked was Chile, bro. Chile. Oh, they, yeah. Uh, they, they, Chile. they did they have a fun, really man. good golden generation. Really, really fun. Just a, a time and place where all the places, all the pieces came together for a certain country. And you had a stud and Alexis Sanchez just <laughs> killing these teams, man. Arturo Vidal, I don't know if we'll ever see, ever see another player like him, man. An absolute warrior. He should have been in the, born in the fucking BC, bro. He should have been part of the <laughs> Roman era, bro. Boy, yeah. That guy's a Roman, dude. Yeah. And uh, so many other players that just were amazing for them that saw them face up against big, big teams and take it to them, bro. Yeah. Take it to them. That's I don't know so if, true. I don't know if she's going to have to wait a while to have another generation like that one, man. Yeah, so I think for me, are. Chile was a dope one. And yeah, seeing them beat Mexico 7-0 was absolutely disgusting. Broke my heart, but it made me realize that, holy shit, this Chile team is fucking incredible. Medel and Vidal, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Ibrahim Ahmed, he's commenting back to something you said about Croatia where he says, nah, 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 don't say Croatia didn't show up. Argentina showed up and shut them down. Perfect game. Yeah, no, they did. But Croatia were really bad too. But you think <laughs> both things can be true? I think both things can be true. Yeah, Croatia were horrible today, man. Really, really bad. Uh, but Argentina were equally on the other side, super confident and played a near perfect game. We have another one here. Remember, Morocco has only conceded one goal. I, yeah, we mentioned that yeah. one. If Messi wins, 
asked Mauricio Marines, Ma Ramirez, if Messi wins, does he pass Maradona in your eyes? This, I, I don't know if he, pa I, I'll never actually compare uh, eras. I don't like doing that because it's just a different time. Football was completely different. The tactics were different. The skill level was different. The squad selections were completely different. But what it would do for me is put Messi on the exact same pedestal as Maradona. You know, people talk about Pelé and Maradona as, you know, literal gods. People who are yeah, like almost deities. no longer on this earth but are still in like the air, you know, like in the <laughs> footballing air. Maradona and Pelé will live on for the rest of time with Messi winning the World Cup he would be in the exact not not next to it he'd be in the exact same conversation uh I don't think they I don't think either since they all played in different eras would ever pass the other yeah, yeah. I, I think when you're talking about culturally I do think it would put him in that same level as uh as Maradona because even now if you tell a, a boomer if you tell someone older than the, than you that like Messi's on the same page as Maradona they don't really they don't really agree. They don't really yeah. get it, I think, for the most part, for the most part. But I think if Messi wins this World Cup and if these people all have their eyes on him in this final and he just shows the fuck God, up, then he will be put in that that godlike that godlike pedestal for a lot of people culturally. Yeah. Talent-wise, I think Messi surpassed both of these players a long time ago. Oh, wait, of course. No, 100%. <laughs> talent-wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. talent but when we're talking about just the cultural impact it would have, I think it would have to be up there. But I would love to know in the chat, if we have anybody from Argentina in the chat, what is, uh, what is the country's take on this? How do people feel about if Messi wins this World Cup? Would it put him above Maradona? Would it put him equal to? Maybe still slightly less because Maradona does have two World Cup trophies. Yeah. Does it still put him a little bit less? What do you guys think? Maradona's era was not too different from nowadays, but referees were more lenient on defenders, allowing more hard tackles. Come on, man. Regardless of you supporting France, isn't there a small party that thinks Messi deserves a World Cup? Oh no! I, I think I did. We I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast, but we talked about it. I I, I sat you down. Yeah, I was like, it was, it was behind, behind the scenes. scenes. I, I sat you down. And I said, dude, I think this is like in the round of sixteen. I said, take away analysis, take away anything I have against Argentina. Take or, away the given go, bro. Take take it away. Yeah. Take it all away. Take away this format. Just it's me and football. That's it. Seeing Messi lift the World Cup trophy, I think would be ingrained in my brain for the rest of my life. It'd be a moment I would never forget. I would probably cry because what Messi has done for me and for millions of people, I think to lift that trophy would be the biggest thank you. It'd be the biggest, you know, you're welcome. Whatever you want to call it, Messi lifting the World Cup trophy, I think, would be probably the most beautiful images on the planet that day. Oh, yeah. yeah. On that day, oh, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if anything else happening around the world would be as monumental as Messi lifting that trophy, bro. Yeah, I thought about it, man, because football is the most watched sport in the world, right? Yeah. One of the most watched events in the world, if not the most watched event in the world, is the FIFA World Cup final. To see all those eyes, all those people, they follow this story, man. They follow this narrative, too. They know about Messi. Messi represents something way beyond himself. He represents this idea of... You know, magic, pure magic, yes. pure joy, pure ability and skill on the ball. I think it goes beyond any other sport because no other sport matches up to the popularity of football, man. Mm -hmm. Even like a LeBron James lifting up the NBA trophy. That was a big moment here in America. But outside, not as much because not as many people watch the NBA. Yeah. But for football, man, it bypasses sports. Yes. This is cultural and not just for not just for one specific culture like the Argentines or Latin Americans or South Americans or North Americans. It's for everyone, bro. Yeah. It's for everyone. Messi is for everybody at the end of the day. Yeah. And if he wins it, bro, 
then it would conclude the greatest story I think of all time. Of all time. It would be an image that would just go down and like, you know, when they do the, uh, like a century recap, man, when the, when the, when yeah, two, yeah, yeah. we're at 2099 and they're reviewing the whole past a hundred years, Messi lifting the World Cup trophy would be one of the last final images mm -hmm. for what has happened in this era, man. So yep. it would truly be something beautiful, man. Truly something beautiful. Dang, yeah, yeah. Eighth Ballon d'Or for Messi. Messi is the go. Imagine how many people around the world crying if Messi wins. Pure joy. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the, this He's would, for everybody. This would actually have a genuine impact on the happiness of the earth. I think like, <laughs> yeah, 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 people yeah. Exactly. overall would be happy yes. for just one day. A little bit happier, man. Yeah. Do you think it was a penalty? <laughs> <laughs> Why hard shot, he says. He's shown up every game for Argentina. Yes, he has. Yes, yes he has. Messi is the GOAT. Some people don't get how important this is. Football is more than just a sport. I completely agree. This completely is bigger agree. than life. This is huge. So, yes, of course, you have your take. You have your ideas. You have your, your thoughts on the European landscape and the South American right. football landscape. But I don't want people to get that mixed up with the beauty behind yeah. Messi lifting up the World Cup trophy. Exactly. Morocco doesn't care about your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is also why I love the brutality of football. Yeah, that's because sometimes narr narrative does not matter. Dude, I, yeah. We've talked about that before too, man. We've talked about it before. No, I said all that shit and we might end up seeing just Morocco lift up the trophy. Yeah, exactly. And that could genuinely happen. That'd be beautiful for Moroccans, but it would rob people of seeing Messi winning up. a Bro, Messi could lose two finals in his, in his yeah, two World Cup finals. Th that would be career. tragic. That would be truly tragic. But... That it would be fair because at the end of the day, you deserve it or you don't. So if somehow Messi does not win this, it's because he didn't deserve it, which is harsh, yeah, which is yeah. so, so harsh. But it just, it just depends. Are you the better team on the day? And they'll have to answer that on Sunday. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll do just a few Q&A here. Anything, anything you guys want to talk about? Maradona is a god in Argentina and Naples. There's songs made about him. We need a Messi song. I'm sure there's got to be a Messi song. There has to be, right? Messi loss would break my heart. Would you prefer Morocco or France versus Argentina? Saltero, dye his hair yellow like when Messi did when he lost the final if Argentina win. And Reynoso going to Maracash if Morocco goes to the final. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to know, guys. What do you think should be the punishment for Saltero if Argentina wins? What should be the punishment? We're trying to think of ideas here. A haircut, a tattoo, dye his hair. Maybe something a little less extreme. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> wearing the jersey or having, to <laughs> or having to play or having to play 5v1 against five Argentinians or something, man. We can come up with ideas here. Buenos Aires is a mess right now. 500 push-ups would be a fun one. R9 cut, shaved head, dye his hair blue. Will Messi retire from football? I wonder, man. Argentina has the talent and heart to beat France. He needs to sing the song that Argentines have been singing. That'd be fun. That'd be fun if we got you to sing the song. A cover. A cover. Studio yeah, a studio, a studio cover. cover. Yeah. He has to wear a Messi shirt for two weeks. Open an OnlyFans account. <laughs> Blue hair, convert to Islam. R9 <laughs> shaved eyebrows. Good God, man, he has a job. Like he can't do, he can't be doing all this, man. Blue hair, Blue hair says white heart shoddy. Messy face tattooed. <laughs> uh, eat a tarantula, go bald. Good God, it eat was a tough. tarantula. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, man. Here we go. The thought of seeing the little boy from Rosario, Argentina, lifting football's greatest prize is the perfect storybook ending to his international career. Yeah, it's storybook ending. Perfectly put, my friend. And I think that's why he would not come back in 2026 to play. Yeah. Because it's like, there's just no, no need. There's no need. 
If he were to win it, there'd be no but what need, if there's, man. But what if there's a chance for him to make it two World Cup titles? Oh. <laughs> man, I think he'd be enticed. He'd be enticed. I think he'd be, because at that point, you could go the other way and say, I already won one, so let's just have fun now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pressure's off. Agree with Saltero. Di Stefano and Buscas literally invented this sport, yet no one puts them in the same bracket as Maradona or Pelé. Let's not forget Di Stefano is the only man to win the Super Ballon d'Or. I didn't know there was a Super Ballon d'Or. Saltero sings the Messi-Maradona chant. Would you be upset if Morocco lifted the cup? Absolutely not, man. At this point, whoever wins, I'm going to be happy for, man. I am a fan of the sport, and there's so many great storylines within each and every team that it would not matter to me. It just, for me, it hurts seeing... The people on the other side, the teams that end up losing. Seeing Neymar cry, bro. Seeing Ronaldo cry, dude. Absolutely broke me, bro. Broke me, man. I can't believe all that happened. Every child remembers World Cup champions instead of Champions League champions. Boys, you should go to Morocco if they win. Watch the final there and make content. Go viral. Message me for info. (laughs) Hey. Carlos Ojeda, $5. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Appreciate your interaction so far, man. Craziest thing about football and World Cup is... Are you the better team that day? It's so unpredictable, yet, is what, yet it's what makes the sport so beautiful. Man. Oh, yeah, man. Because there's so many what-ifs you could always ask, you know. You could always ask. When you lose, you're like, ah, what if we played this guy instead yeah. of him in the midfield? Yeah, you know, it's going to haunt you for the rest and, of your life. It, exactly. And that, that's the beauty of it, too. Absolutely. Is it beautiful, bro? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, too, bros. I've watched 30 hours of your team analysis. Loved everything except Saltero's take on South American football. I think they play in the same level, says Amir Majid. Thank you for watching everything, bro. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you, bro. And even, you know, for that, I'm thankful that you know, I'm completely understanding your take. And I love that you have your opinion on South America. And maybe, yeah. maybe Saltero gets proven wrong this time around, man. Truly. As a Barcelona fan, I grew up watching Ronaldinho pass the torch to Messi. It would warm my heart to see him be the World Cup champion. Dude, it was nice that Ronaldinho was in the stands today for the mm-hmm. Argentina match, too. Yeah. Just sitting there. And I love that the commentator said something like, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, Ronaldinho handed the torch over to Messi in a match uh, with Barcelona. And now he's here watching him trying to get to a World Cup final Whoa. to end his career. I was like, bro, this is fucking beautiful. That's crazy. Mauricio Ramirez, my earliest memory is seeing Italy lose against Brazil on penalties in 1994. What's yours? Damn, mine isn't a World Cup. My first memory is when Chivas lost to Pumas and penalties in, I think, like, what, 2002, 2003, 2004? Chivas lost to Pumas Pumas in uh, penalties, and it was heartbreaking for me. Heartbreaking. But it's what started this fucking relationship I had with football. Absolutely. It Yours? starts with abuse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my earliest, earliest one was the France-Italy final 2006 World Cup penalties. Yeah. Yeah. That was my earliest, yeah. earliest, earliest memory as far as like football. Yeah. Who you guys got on your team of the tournament? All right, this will be the last one. Team of the tournament, man. Uh, Mbappe, Messi, front line. I might put... Julian Alvarez there. Behind him, I put Bruno Fernandes who was able to do this tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Modric as well in the midfield. Why not? Let me get one more midfielder in here. What's one name I can come up with? Uh, uh, Griezmann. I would say put Griezmann in for one of the others and put Amrabat in the center. and Griezmann got to be in. Yeah, I think so. So take out Bruno. Take out Bruno. Yeah, take out Bruno. Yeah. Let's take out Bruno. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amrabat, Griezmann, and uh, Modric midfield. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensively, uh, I'd still put Vardiol. I still put Vardiol. Okay. I put an Argentine here. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. I put an Argentine here for. Uh, let's say, I'll go with Tamendi. He's been great. Sure. And then uh, fullbacks. One of them has to be Moroccan. Hakimi. Put Hakimi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Put Hakimi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotta put Hakimi. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, Teo. Teo Hernandez. Uh, at left. Man. This is a very sloppy one, but I'm just trying to make it quick. 
Mm. Oh, you want this one? You want this one to be right? No, I just, I just feel like we're throwing out a little freebies right now. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a good one. That's a good yeah, one, though. Yeah, yeah. And then goalkeeper. Uh, it would have been Shesney. It could have been Shesney if they would just went a little further. Did, yeah, at that point, and I'm it like, might still be Shesney just because he blocks so many crazy shots. Bono. 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 Let's put Bono in. All right, all right. All right. That's a sloppy rendition of our starting 11 for now. Obviously, we'd like to put more thought to it. But, guys, thank you, much for, thank you so much for watching. Make sure to like the stream right before you go. Just on your way out of the door, make sure to just like the stream. We appreciate it so much. If you're on Spotify, give us five stars. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for another great and fun stream with you guys after the Morocco-France game. We will see you guys soon, man. Peace. Peace.